Welcome to episode 1001. It's Thursday, December 18th, and you're listening to the Geek at Geek News Central. This show is sponsored by GoDaddy.com and listeners like you. Pick up a domain name for just $1.49 or get 30% off your next purchase at GoDaddy. All my specials can be found at geeknewscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Start supporting this show today by becoming a GNC insider at geeknewscentral.com forward slash insider. Geek News Central is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. Hey, folks, uh, ready to go? Here it comes. Strap in. Here it comes. All right, people, I need a go, no-go for the Geek News Central podcast. Digital archive recorders. We're go flight. Microphone. We're go flight. Video feed. Go. Web browser. Go. RSS data stream aggregator. Go flight. Interflux totism suppressor. All right. I'm confused. Host readiness check. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. The Geek News Central podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to go. Cue Todd in... Five. Button, button, who's got the button? Four. There is no cause for alarm. Three. Everybody hold on to something. Two. Just press the button. One. It's showtime. Aloha and welcome to Geek News Central Course. My name is Todd Cochran and I'll welcome you to a tech show that has surpassed 1,000 episodes. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I want to give a warm welcome to the Ohana and all the longtime listeners, or all the longtime listeners and viewers of the show. Thanks for being here. And it's kind of a strange coming off that kind of that high of that 1,000th episode being kind of over the top here and, uh, and moving forward. But, uh, my phone is barking at me here. Let me turn off, turn it on buzz so it doesn't do that. But uh, yeah, it was kind of a fun show. <laughs> I hope you all had a great time, and uh, I know I did. And but uh, it's time really to kind of uh, get back in the groove and be focused. And you know, it's kind of coming in a weird time of the year because we're ramping up for the consumer electronics show. So we'll talk about the upcoming schedule and how all that's going to work here. But uh, I guess for the first thing I want to do is if you're brand new to the show, if you're a podcaster, if you're a listener, um, if you're a tech enthusiast, you, you've come really to the right place because um, I really kind of give a mix of just about everything. And uh, these next few shows should be fun because we're looking forward and where we're going to head in the really in the next 1000 episodes and that you as part of this audience can help shape that as, as, as we move forward. But I guess to get really get started off here, we'll just kind of uh, flip back to the to the traditional, and we want to make sure that all of you that are brand new get over to geeknewcentral.com, and uh, it's real easy to subscribe. We've got it, I mean, blasted right there at the very top right-hand part of the website. You can subscribe on iTunes via the RNS feed, RSS feed. Uh, if you don't know what all that means, we've got a, a page where, whoops, where it basically has got all the info here on how to really get subscribed to the show. And I know a number of you are using Beyond Pod for Android and some of you are using Podcast Republic for Android. There's options there for both those if you have those devices. If you really are just using a, a, a you know one of the non-listed uh, devices, you don't worry. The RSS feed's there. And of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. And um, Angela actually said, hey, I'm going to fix your colors for you in the uh, actual release version of PowerPress, which is going to be coming out tomorrow or actually today for many of you that are listening, but um, get subscribed to the show. And, and there's a place really on the website as well to get signed up for the newsletter. And you can just scroll down the page and there's a place right there where you just drop your email address in and uh, you can get subscribed uh, to the newsletter so that you'll get 
every single basically shows show notes directly to your inbox immediately following the show. And uh, that's really a great way to, uh, to get connected. That way you'll never miss a single episode. Now, I'm live every Monday and Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. Got a chat room that's running, the live stream where you can watch the video. You can come to this page anytime at live.geekmacentral.com and, and catch the show just immediately. Uh, YouTube will do the do the embed and it'll be available for you to to take a peek at. But uh, that's a great way of staying uh, connected with the show as well if you just want a quick peek of uh, what's going on. Um, of course, you can reach me uh, via email, geeknews at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Twitter at geeknews. That's uh, two of the best ways really to kind of reach out to the show. I read all emails that come in. All that we'll cover that at the end of the podcast tonight. So definitely uh, send your, your comments in on the show. Hey, you know, don't, don't fret though. You can follow me really anywhere. Google Plus, Facebook, all those places. I'm there. I have a presence. I'm checking that daily. Um, not as I'm trying to kind of like, for a better word, wean myself off a little bit. And I'll, I'll tell you why here in a few minutes, but, um, just definitely, those are definitely places you can, can, uh, can catch me at. Um, of course, of course you can watch the show on the tech podcast channel, Roku, Google TV, Boxy, Samsung, smart TV, kickback and your lazy boy, just use the remote control and, and, and tune up the tech podcast channel to watch. This show, of course, is sponsored in part by our good friends over at GoDaddy.com. Uh, GoDaddy's been a sponsor here. You know, let's let's face it, just about from the beginning, and uh, bringing great deals to all of you each and every month. Uh, all my great deals for GoDaddy can be found at GeekNewsCenter.com forward slash GoDaddy. There is a deal there for everyone, and it's almost Christmas. You haven't done your Christmas shopping? Don't worry. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. You can have a domain name. You can have a hosting account. You can get 30% off or get uh, get it for a buck a month. Or There's a whole bunch of promo codes here to get a hosting account. Get a free domain name. Get a hosting account. Get the account launch. Get the uh, use their tools basically to set up WordPress. And you, and you use the default template. I'm telling you, 15 minutes from the time you start to when your website's ready to for whoever you may be buying it for. So hook up a... Son, daughter, wife, grandparent, whatever it may be, get that uh, website that uh, you've been thinking about for a while. If you've been sitting on a domain, we want you to use those domains and, and start making some money or start impacting the world. Maybe even start a podcast. Do whatever is your passion online. We want to, we want to see your stuff. And, and if you're doing that, I want you guys to tell me. Tell me, hey, Dad, I bought a domain. I got a hosting account. Here's the website. I will share that on this show so that all of you that haven't decided to make that move yet will. But again, the codes, GNC30, 30% off all new orders. Geek149, get a .com for $1.49. Press4, $1 a month WordPress hosting with a free domain. Geeks12, a dollar a month economy hosting with a free domain. 50 host 7, 50% off new hosting plans. 50 WSB7, 50% off first 12 months of business website builder with, again, a free domain. You name it, we've got it. We've even got a dollar a month accounts. Um, it just goes on and on and on. Geeknewcenter.com forward slash GoDaddy. Save money. Use those promo codes. Support the show. Keep the lights on here. And, uh, and I would be most appreciative if you do that. Share them far and wide. 
We want to thank GoDaddy for being a sponsor here at Geek News Central. And of course, we want to thank all of you for using their products and services. Um, I'm just, as you guys know, a big, 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 big fan here. Uh, I was said in show 1000, it would not, we would not be able to do, or I, yes, we would not be able to do what we do without uh, our sponsor, GoDaddy.com and supporters just like you. So again, thanks for GoDaddy being a sponsor here. All right, so I'm going to put the extent, I'm going to put the word out one more time. You want to come to Vegas? Want a place to stay? I got it covered. You want a place to eat? You want to eat? I've got it covered. I'm looking for one more person to join our support team in Vegas for CES. Um, Sean, that I invited, uh, that I know there's going to be a new blogger at Geek News Central, he can't come. So I want to just put that out one more time. I need to know soon in order to uh, get you a hotel room. So if you want to come, you got to get yourself to Vegas. But uh, I have Transpo. I have a ho- basically get you a hotel room and, of course, food per diem as well. So come out and hang out with the team and experience the show. It'll be a great time. It really, really will. And uh, just looking for one. We're just a little short on support, folks. And if you want to just come out and geek out for the week, please do. So you would have to plan on arriving in Vegas in around the 4th of January or even as late as the morning of the 5th. And then... Uh, Afternoon of the ninth, or even the morning of the ninth, you could you could blast um, five. So that's basically the week uh, there in Vegas. Kind of get to see the consumer electronics show, go around, meet all kinds of cool vendors, um, see the tech. It's going to be fun. So if you want to come, drop me a line immediately. It's really really important that you do so. I want to talk just a little bit about the response to the show. I got a lot of social media response, and I, I have to thank all of the peers, all my podcasting peers for the nice words that they put out. It definitely is appreciated. Almost too many to respond to. And I want to thank everyone that made a shout out. And of course, those of you here on the show as well. Um, More importantly, my mom did not scold me for talking about money on the last show. (laughs) And uh, so um, I don't know if anybody got it. I've had a few comments on that, but not too many. So I I guess it wasn't... uh, I guess it didn't make that big of an impact, but it's okay. Uh, shared what I shared what I could. Now I, I do want to say about two hours ago, I read something that, and that's not related to the show at all. Not it's none, no audience member sent anything, but I read something in related to the podcasting space that. had smoke coming out of my ears. And I, I, and even when I got, we had picked, my son had a mini, um, um, a younger son, uh, Chris, had a mini uh, concert for his class. It was, they played two songs. So it was really mini, right? They played two songs. He's an upper level class playing cello as a sixth grader. And uh, so just before that thing, I had read something. And, and you guys know, and, and I don't want to, go totally off the deep end, but I love the podcasting space. I do. I really, really do. It's a passion of mine. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, I've lived this for 10 years, you know, and I read something today that just absolutely, I mean, it was so over the top. 
it scared me because there are forces afoot that want to put a message forth about the podcasting space that, for a better word, is a little bit over the top. I'll say it that way without getting myself in trouble, in my opinion, my personal opinion. And uh, I had a heck of a time calming down tonight. It, It literally took me about two and a half hours to have my, uh, you know, I got some Irish, Irish blood in me. <laughs> and usually when I go mad, I go mad for about five minutes and then I'm good. You know, then it's okay. It's over with. But my dandruff is still a little bit up and I had to take it, set it aside, get ready to do this show. But, you know, it, someday, someday, someday I'm going to be able to tell some serious stuff that is just going to like, wow, everyone. And I just can't. I have to keep my stupid mouth shut. Um, I've already said more than I should, but I just I want to let you guys know the mood I was in <laughs> before I started the show tonight. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. My team, we built it. We built a business on... I mean, like integrity. I mean, like, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of principles that we built the t- the team on. That man, I'm I'm gonna tell you, it's uh, it's ingrained, and uh, some of the stuff being said in the space today uh, just sometimes shocks me, um, especially when I know ground truth, and. Um, and there's some naysayers out there, but I, I'm just going to say it the way it is. I, I, I just don't operate in the same wavelength. And um, call me old school, but uh, um, it, it, it really pissed me off. <laughs> anyway, let's set that aside and let's move on. We got some really cool stuff coming tomorrow with PowerPress 6. I know that most of you aren't podcasters. You don't care. Uh, Angelo is going to be on with me on the uh, new media show on Saturday. We're going to deep dive. He's actually going to be up with uh, Brian, our uh, creative guy who's moving to his house over the weekend. So it's going to be kind of weird how Angelo comes on the show. Um, so we'll see how, how good that works out. But uh, we're going to talk about PowerPress 6 and um, go into that in some detail uh, on Saturday. So I, one thing I just want to spend a few minutes on is where do we take the show? Where, where this Ohana and this family of listeners and viewers, where do we go from here? Many of you say, don't change the format. Don't change the format. Don't change the format. That was the re up leading up to this show and, and, and a 1000 and, and everything's been busy. Don't change the format. Keep, keep it the way it is. And I think we've got a winning combination here. I just, but what, what's some, is there any tweaks? Love to hear. And I'm sure we're going to, can I get the same things, but after a thousand episodes, do we need to tweak it? Maybe not, but I'm always looking for an edge <laughs> to bring more listeners in. Um, maybe change the host. I, I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, if you have some ideas, just drop them off and email them to me. And I'll look them over with a critical eye and we'll, we'll go from there. But I think the most important thing, your listener support is critical. You know, we've, I've been promoting this uh, GNC Insider and uh, the GNC 1000. 
We're past a thousand now. So just let's call it the GNC Insider. Let's simplify it. Um, I try to get fancy with the branding. Listener support is critical. If if I want to continue to grow the show into the next ten years, and um, and, and make a big difference, and uh, want you guys to know that that's an important part. You are a important part, and if you get value for value for the show, two, five, ten, fifteen, or twenty five dollar a month contribution is fantastic. You know, um, if you don't get two dollars worth of entertainment from me, <laughs> maybe it's time to go listen to someone else that will entertain you, but. I do appreciate, I, I, I say that in jest, okay? Um, so don't take it the wrong way, but um, I hope I'm entertaining and, and, and informational for you, but uh, do appreciate it. If you would consider becoming an insider at geeknesscenter.com forward slash uh, insider. Okay, so let's, uh, oh, winners. We have some winners. Let's go over the winners real quick. And I, I'll be honest with you, Sam sent this stuff to me about 20 minutes before the show, and I'm like, oh, I got to go, go through this. So I did um, some randomizers um, to be able to pick the winners. And we had uh, some really great responses. So here is the contest uh, number one cash prize for the first 10 people that emailed for the show. So we've got Dino, Dale, Ron, Ken. Uh, so Dino, Dale Taylor, Ron, Ken, Russ Weiner, uh, Weiner, uh, yeah, Bree. Uh, Christian uh, Patri, Pater, I'm sorry, Christian, uh, Sam Garcia, uh, Dave Zitlau, Norman Weiland, and Michael Pay. So it's Dino, Dale, Ron, Russ, Bree, Christian, Sam, Dave, Norman, and Michael. Now, some of the same people got in on the other contest. So we had, um, for the Google TV, most memorable moment. And I'm just going to read these off. I'm not going to associate them with the, uh, with the contributor. Uh, I was listening, watching Todd live when the Russian meteorite hit. He thought it was full. He thought I was full of it since it didn't hit the mainstream media yet. And he laughs out loud. Uh, another listener says, Blue Man Stories and Todd's Father's Passing. Uh, another listener um, said, just enjoyable moments of listening to the show. Another listener said, I think the most memorable podcast would be the one when you mentioned your father passed away. Not the best news to be played on your podcast, but it still sticks in my mind. After that, the one would see, after that, one would, after that, one would uh, be some of the rants you went, some of the ones you went on a rant. I remember two, can't remember the topic. I think one involved the FCC and you spent most of, it on an issue, then the next episode apologize for rant. I think there's nothing wrong when you go on a rant. It's your show and your opinion. So thanks for that. Um, another listener said, Todd telling his stories of the UFO he saw when he was a kid in the car with his dad. Yeah, that that is a pretty good one. That's a creepy one. Another one said, I've been list- uh, another listener said, I've been listening since, wow, years. Most memorable moment for me was a 24-hour podcast a few years back, and it really helped me escape the family drama and it was around the holidays, man, isn't that the truth? Everyone's freaking out about the holidays. What is it? Can't we have a good time? Um, absolutely right. Uh, you, you know, those shows just about killed me. That's why, and you know, you hit, you know, these late forties and they hit 50 and I, I'm like, do I really want to do 24 hours? It takes me three days to recover. Maybe next year we'll do something. Maybe we'll do a 12 hour show. Two twelves or something like that. 
another listener said, I started listening early 2005 with my iPod mini. Although I'm not a podcaster, it was very interesting when you reviewed the history and potential for podcasting. So um, seven entries. So there was plenty of opportunity here. Uh, Tom Watt is our winner of a Google TV. Contest three was a Chromecast, Roku, or Apple TV, insiders only. Uh, winner on this is Mike Hamilton. Mike, you're going to have to tell Sam uh, which one you want, a Roku, Chromecast, or an Apple TV, okay? So Michael Ham- Mike Hamilton. Uh, Chromecast, number four giveaway. Um, what did you thought of, to, of show 1000? And there was quite a few of entries here. Um, just let me read a couple of the highlights here because we're going to go half an hour just reading through these. Great start of the show. It made me reminisce of the time when I first started listening back around 2010. Another person said, I enjoyed the first 20 minutes, uh, 20 to 45 minutes of show 1000 since listening for early teens. I've heard most of the facts, but reviewing them every 100, 500,000. So it's just fine with me. Another listener said, been there, been here since at least the start of double digits. Thanks for all you do, Phil, fellow Midwesterner. Another listener said, I've been listening to your show since early 2005. I've skipped a show. I don't get too far behind and always catch up. I enjoyed hearing more details about the early days of your companies. I thought the statistics about podcasts is very interesting. I've listened to a number of the early shows you mentioned, but yours is the only one I didn't drop along the way. One of the Hana from Michigan. Thanks so much. Our winner of a Chromecast is Dave Zitlau. So, Dave, congratulations on that. Contest number five, uh, Dino, you've won contest number five. And contest number six, man, you guys blew it. The iTunes review, this was, uh, (laughs) or the Android app, this was an easy one to win. Norman, you've got it, my man. Congratulations. Uh, And the rest of you that didn't submit an iTunes review, please do. Um, so we've given away an Apple TV, two Chromecast, a Google TV, and some cash. So uh, congratulations to everybody, and uh, thanks for participation. Thanks for Sam for uh, getting that all hacked together and, and stacked for me. And again, congrats to uh, to all the winners. And uh, Sam will be in touch with everyone if you didn't provide your address, and we'll get those in work. Okay, and hopefully get some of you uh, early Christmas present at the same time, maybe a uh, little Christmas cash or maybe New Year's cash, okay? All right, that's it. Let me go ahead and get into the content, I think. Yes, that is all. So uh, if anybody's in the chat room, thanks for being here. If you're if you're just watching, you can come over to live.geekingcentral.com and uh, w- join the show. So I'm going to start right off. We're going to start hot and heavy. And I have to, this shout out is going out to all the rocket scientists in the world. You guys know I've talked about rocket scientists before. Um, I've actually had the pleasure of truly working with rocket scientists when I was in the Navy. I can't say where, how, or when, but um, I worked with these guys that had some seriously big heads. And uh, I've always wondered, you know, the math skills and everything they do is just off the top. Now, check. You guys are going to be impressed with this. Remember the Kepler telescope? It's alive. And it's finding planets again. Now, we know that in 2012 and 2013, they've had issues with the reaction wheels. They failed. So basically, the you know, telescopes have been out there like floating. They haven't been able to 
you know, get it to work right because they can't control it. Scientists have devised a way to use, now listen to this. This is rocket scientists at its best. Scientists and engineers defined a way to use pressure from sunlight as a virtual reaction wheel to regain control, essentially returning to its hobbled yet functional three-wheel state. Now, how does this work? <laughs> You're gonna, this is going to blow your mind. Day one, it's in a certain position. And as it moves, the sun's going to help adjust it. it and, and they're going to, it basically is going to change its attitude. And at a certain point, it's going to get to the point where it's turned and it's in its field of regard. And they can image the, uh, uh, image the uh, um, stars. And that's going to go on for, let me look here, how many days? Uh, 80, is it 80 days? Dun, 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 dun. How many days are you going to be able to do? So this thing's like in this motion. It's in a circle. And let me just, let me show you this. If you're watching, it's gonna, I mean, this is, this is like, wow. I, was, I looked at this and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So when the spacecraft is balanced, a telescope is stable enough to monitor distant stars in search of trans, transiting planets. A specific, a specific portion of the sky is studied for approximately 83 days until it is necessary to rotate the spacecraft to prevent sunlight from entering the telescope. There are approximately 4.5 viewing periods or campaigns per orbit or year. So, <laughs> wow. I mean, they have really, this is impressive. Using the sun as a virtual wheel. I mean, just it's just really, I was like, how did they figure this out? And uh, Kepler's back to finding planets again. So let's all give a round of applause to the guys and gals that were in high school that you knew were the math geniuses that end up becoming these rocket and space scientists who think this stuff up, think it out of the box. You have to just give credit where credit's due. I, I have my, you know, my, if I was wearing a hat, my hat's off to these guys. <laughs> be honest with you, I'd be like, that thing's dead. <laughs> We're done. Uh, and then somebody said, well, we could use the sun. <laughs> huh? What do you mean we can use the sun? No way. Yeah, we can use the sun. And you know, and, and I'm sure then it gets into this discussion. So uh, very, very cool. Okay, now, next thing up. President made a big announcement about Cuba. And the first thing that went through my mind is, Cuban cigars, I'm about to order. Of course, the trade embargo hasn't been lifted. Congress has to do that. But the president has basically said U.S. telcos can operate in Cuba as part of a new reform. Uh, as part of this, this move to normalize relations between the United States and Cuba, the White House announced that it would initiate new efforts to help the island nation access the Internet. The question is, is the communist regime going to allow that to happen? I don't know. But the commercial export of certain items that will contribute to the ability of the Cuban people to communicate with people in the United States and the rest of the world will be authorized. This will include the commercial sale of, of certain consumer, 
consume communication devices, related software applications, hardware, and, and services, and items for the establishment and update of communication-related systems. Telecommunication providers will be allowed to establish necessary mechanisms, including infrastructure and cube to provide commercial telecommunications and internet services, which will provide telecommunications between the United States and Cuba. So uh won't be long. There'll be a fiber between Cuba and the United States. Um, regardless of where you're at on this politically, that's not the case. I think any time that you are able to allow a people to have access to the Internet at large, which they largely don't at this point, and it's partly the regime is still controlling that, um, it's good. Uh, a lot of digital files are exchanged via USB sticks sold on the black market there. So that's how they do a lot of that. But um, we'll see where this leads and uh, politics, I'm sure, are going to get nasty, but uh, that's not ours to worry about. Google today has announced, uh, made a major announcement about uh, the revelations coming out of Sony. The MPAA's attempt to revise SOPA through a state attorney general and uh, the SVP and general counsel of Google made the following comments. We're deeply concerned about recent reports that the Motion Picture Association of America led a secret coordinated campaign to revive the failed SOPA legislation through other means and help manufacture legal arguments in conjunction in connection with an, an investigation by Mississippi State Attorney General Jim Hood. Almost three years ago, millions of Americans helped stop the piece of crap legislation. They didn't write this. I just said that. Stop a piece of congressional legislation supported by the MPAA called the Stop Online Piracy Act SOPA. It, it if passed, SOPA would have led to censorship across the web. No wonder that 115,000 websites, including Google, participated in a protest. And over the course of a single day, Congress received more than 8 million phone calls and 4 million emails, as well as getting 10 million petition, uh, pet petition signatures. Here is what the recent press reports have revealed over the past few days about the MPAA's campaign. The MPAA conspired to achieve SOPA goals through non-legislative means. According to The Verge, at the beginning of this year, the MPAA and six studios joined together to begin a new campaign to figure out how it could secretly revive SOPA. It joined together to begin a new campaign to achieve a wholesale site blocking by convincing state prosecutors to take up the fight against Google. The movie studios budgeted $500,000 a year towards providing legal support. The MPAA later sought up to $1.75 million for this campaign. The MP pointed its gun at Google. What? With that money, the MPA then hired its long-time law firm, Jenner & Block, to go after Google while also funding an astroturf group called the Digital Citizens Alliance with the same goal of attacking Google. The MPAA did legal legwork for the Mississippi State Attorney General. The MPA then pitched Mississippi excuse me, State Attorney General Jim Hood admitted SOPA supporter, and Attorney General Hood sent, a, uh, sent Google a letter making numerous accusations about the company. The letter was signed by General Hood, but was actually drafted by an attorney at Jenner and Block, the MPWA law firm, as the New York Times was reported. The letter was only minimally edited by the state attorney general before he signed it. Here is what the document showed about its true origin. Basically, company that edited it, Jenner and Block, LLP. Even though Google takes industry measures, even though Google takes industry-leading measures in dealing with problematic content, problematic content on our services, Attorney General Hood proceeded to send Google a sweeping 79-page subpoena covering a variety of topics which over he lacks, which he lacks jurisdiction. The Verge reported that the MPWA and its members discussed such subpoenas and certainly knew about the subpoena's existence before it was even sent to Google. Attorney General Hood told Huffington Post earlier this week that the MPWA has no major influence on decision-making that he was never asked 
the MBA a legal question and isn't sure which lawyers they employ. And yet today, the Huffington Post and Verge revealed that Attorney General Hood had numerous conversations with both the MBA staff and gender block attorneys about this matter. While this course has serious legal concerns about all of this collusion, I say that, not Google, the disappointment of this story is that all means for the MPWA itself as an organization found in part to promote, defend First Amendment and artist rights of freedom expression. Why then is it trying to secretly censor the Internet? I've been telling you guys for the past 10 years that the MPWA is a four-letter word. But what you have here is you have big companies buying influence, buying prosecution, in my opinion. If this isn't cool, you know, what isn't there supposed to be this separate of, you know, separate of, you know, powers here? Isn't an attorney general supposed to take action on their own, not being spoon fed by an external law firm? This, my good friends, is what happens to companies that get too big for their britches, have too much money in their pockets, have lobby organizations that are too powerful, and they reduce the effectiveness of the people's choices for these positions. Essentially, they bought them. They own them, in my opinion. This guy might as well be owned by the MPA, the little spokesperson. An attorney general of the state of Mississippi has basically been given a document by the MPAA. Here you go. Go after Google for us. BR, BR, you know, there's a word for that. Take care of that for us. You know, this is a good write-up. And I hope that the legislatures in the state of Mississippi open an investigation against Attorney General Hood. This is just... It, it, folks, it's amazing. Okay, would we have ever really known this unless Sony was hacked? Nope. No, we wouldn't. Because they're all contriving behind the scenes to make the SOPA-type legislation, which was failed, to basically get the same type of results through manipulation of the, of the courts. Please, please tell me. Please, if I'm wrong, tell me this doesn't piss you off. You got, if, if this doesn't, hello, please see what's going on. If you live in Mississippi, get on the phone, call your local state rep and scream about this. Yell at the top of your lungs. Call and form a complaint. File a complaint, excuse me, form. And the MPAA is supposed to be protecting artists. I understand that. Let's not get the organization. But they have become, as we've seen over the years, just like the RIAA, they have went to all extremes possible. Instead of these businesses changing their business models and changing with the times, no, 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 no. We have to spend $1.175 $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. million 
for this campaign. I'm not saying Google's completely, you know, a good child in this space. You know, they, they listen, let's be honest. They, they do stuff sometimes we all go, hmm, a lot. Okay. But there's, there's, you know, we can, we can point at Google for many instances as well. But this is a direct attack against our rights to freedom of information on the internet. Don't, don't be fooled. Link will be in the show notes for you to check out. Okay. SpaceX had a scrub today. But what they are going to do is when they launch on, I think now it's January 19th, they had some issues with the engines. <laughs> Probably good to get the engines fixed before you go to the International Space Station instead of going boom, 50 feet up. Um, but SpaceX on their next launch will attempt to bring a stage of its Falcon 9 rocket back from space and land it on a floating platform in the Atlantic Ocean. This is what happened on January, oh, January 6th. So the reusable rocket test is expected to occur after the company's Falcon 9 launches a robotic Dragon capsule on its way to the International Space Station. The launch was really slated for t- uh, for Friday, tomorrow, but SpaceX have, a, again, launched, scrubbed it because of an issue. This is going to be awesome. If they are able to accomplish this, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be big, big, big. Of course, it could be, uh, you know, we could get entertained, too, uh, with this as well. Hey, did you watch Discovery Channel tonight? If you, you know, if you're not watching live, did you watch Discovery? The NASA's Mars rover Curiosity was on television today. I cannot wait to see this. I, I'm going to have to go back and, and watch this. Um, I've got it set in the DVR to record, uh, but they're going to talk about NASA Mars rover uh, Curiosity and how it's discovered organic molecules and the building blocks, the building blocks of life on on Mars. So uh, really exciting stuff. It'll be, uh, and if you didn't catch it, I'm sure it'll be in rerun. All right, there was something I wanted. I, I missed the article. Where's it at? Is it in the beginning? Oh, okay, let me, I had this as my lead article and I, I skipped a step. Mac users, think your computer's safe? What if I told you I could own your machine by having access to your computer for about 30 seconds? I could own you. Own, own it, own it, own it, own it. What if you're a PC user and I tell you that I, if I have access to your USB port for 30 seconds, I can own your machine. How much damage can be done in 30 seconds? Everybody, once you see this video, you will never, ever leave your computer unattended ever again. I'm serious. When you see this video and this hack, this USB fundamental security, even people are saying, it's not going to be able, they're not going to be able to do anything. Wait till you see what has been accomplished by some very enterprising programmers using a modified USB jack that's just going to plug right into your computer. When you see this, it's called USB drive-by, and it's an exploit that uh, was demonstrated which basically plons your machine to death. And, and they demonstrate an OS ten machine. And when you see it, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm straight up. You got to watch it 10 minutes. You're, the first three minutes, you'll be like, oh, my goodness. Um, got to watch this. Got to watch this hack in action. I'm not kidding. 
you, I told you guys, and I got some emails from you. Oh, this isn't too bad. You couldn't do this on a machine. Oh, no. Just watch the video. Link will be in the show notes. All right. Very interesting article over on GigaOM. And I was kind of like, huh. But you know how we talk about the media not being accurate? You know, the, you know, people always get numbers wrong and no fact checking and people being accused of rape and it really didn't happen. You know, that was, you know, this outlandish story in the Rolling Stones and, you know, just a little fact checking. There could have been a, you know, some reasonable doubt that the person telling the story wasn't true. And, 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 and don't, ladies, please don't take that the wrong way. We know that there's a lot of bad things that happen uh, out there and I'm not going to do want to discount this, but we, you know, we've had some reports in the media recently that, you know, it brought this topic kind of to the forefront. Uh, and I don't want to downplay some of that bad stuff that happens out there. Matter of fact, the, uh, the folks at Uber have a driver that decide he couldn't control himself and is in jail for raping a, a victim in the vehicle. So it's, you know, it's, it's un, you know, Uber, please, uh, you're not, a, you're not on my phone no more. Um, so let's talk about this Giga Ohm article. And here's the title. It may not feel like it, but the media has never been so accurate. Now, it may not be so, they've ne never been so much biased. Let's just put it this way, because the news isn't the news. It's entertainment now, right? They try to get you to get pissed off on basically if you're a left watcher or right watcher. There's really, you know, there's, there's a channel for each. There really isn't anybody for the center. Let's be honest. It's either right or left. And uh, they just rile everyone up, right? <laughs> I guess there's the comedy version on HBO, but um, this article talks about it's really easy today to fact check and to, um, you know, do background information and basically saying that most stories today, there's the ability to verify names, dates, telephone numbers, find other use for information. Um, it says before it, it wasn't as easy at the same time. It's easier for a third party to do cross-checking. So, you know, the article I got pissed off, I talked about earlier. I'm going to email the reporter and I'm going to say, how much fact-checking did you do on what you were told? Did you, did you get did you third party validate some of that information? And um, you see if they can go in. Because uh, if they don't, if they say I didn't fact-check any of it, I, I might fact-check myself. And, uh, um, so it was good, good timing on this article. So independent people can go out and do fact checks on articles and prove or disprove or get some inside information, not inside information, get some information to determine if a story is right or not. So, you know, that $72 million trading stock story that was totally made up, you know, that was found out. So it's easier to discover and take apart a faulty story. It takes one guy like Richard Bailey to point out the inaccuracies in the Rolling Stone story that there really wasn't possible, as I said, 30 years ago. There weren't as many independent voices. I don't think it says anything about the state of journalism today, but there is um, some fact-checking that's going on. So I thought that was kind of an interesting, hmm, yep, it's true. Got to make sure your facts are right before you put it out. Of course, you got to be big enough to be seen and be heard in order to be fact-checked. But, you know, that's beside the point. Have you been tempted to buy a cheap Chinese smartphone or uh, tablet? 
please don't. Security researchers discovered a backdoor in Android devices sound by CoolPad, a Chinese smartphone manufacturer. It's called the Cool Reaper vulnerability has been exposed over 10 million users to potential malicious activity. Palo Alto Networks reckons the malware was installed and maintained by CoolPad despite objections from customers. They say it's common for device manufacturers to install software on top of Google Android mobile operating system, provide additional functionality, or to customize Android. Some mobile carriers install applications that gather data and devices' performance, but Cool Reaper operates well beyond the collection of basic usage data, acting as a true backdoor into the CoolPad device, according to Palo Alto. Cool Reaper has been identified on 24 phone models sold by CoolPad. We expect Android manufacturers to pre-install software and devices that comes features that, that provide features and keep app, their applications up to date. But uh, what was going on here is this particular backdoor had a bug, and it allows them to really be hacked. And uh, um, this thing calls home to mama and does all kinds of stuff. Cool Reaper is capable of a variety of unfriendly actions, including the ability to download, install, or activate any Android application without user consent or notification. It can also clear user data, uninstall existing applications, or disable system applications. Worse yet, the malware can push a fake over-the-air update that doesn't update the device but installs unwanted application. It also can send and insert arbitrary SMS or NMS messages into the phone or dial arbitrary phone numbers. Finally, Cool Reaper can upload information about devices, location, application usage, calling SMS history to a CoolPad server. Have a CoolPad product? Disconnect all your accounts, take it in the driveway, and smash it. Okay? I'm telling you, Chinese-based stuff is coming from companies from China. You have to be careful. Spilling the beans on its own CES news, LG announced that its new smart TVs for 2015 will support a second-generation WebOS software at the center of the Palm operating system introduced in 2014. LG hasn't announced its TV lineup yet, so we don't have to know what models will get the WebOS 2.0 love or if its older TVs will be able to upgrade. In fact, the short announcement was rather vague, but here are a few facts that we found out. Um, trying to speed it up. Um uh, the new WebOS will cut the time uh, by loading by 60%, as well as provide 70% faster times when you push a button on an app like YouTube. Um, with competing systems like Roku, now on TVs as well as set-top boxes, running lightning fast, smart TV makers are feeling pressure to catch up. So LG smart models will also have to compete with big-name TVs running Google's Android TV. So uh, a little bit of announcement out of LG. Hackers have compromised ICANN, ICANN, the big ICANN, the ones that's in charge of all top-level domains. Unknown hackers were able to compromise vital systems belonging to ICANN, the organization that managed the global top-level domain system and had access to the system that managed the files which data on resolving specific domains. The attack apparently took place in November, and ICANN officials discovered it earlier this month. The intrusion started with a spear phishing campaign that targeted ICANN staffers and the email credentials of several of staff members. Attackers then were able to gain access to centralized zone data system. The system allows people to manage zone files. This is huge. The zone files contain quite a bit of valuable information, including domain names and name servers associated with these domains and the IP addresses of those. Uh, ICANN officials said they are notifying any users whose zone data may have been compromised, which means everyone. All right. Every year I go to CES, 
I don't have it here in the studio. Um, I basically activate a couple of, of phones. I go out and buy uh, uh, a couple of phones, and then we use them for the show. Um, and then at the end of the show, I, I disconnect them. So it, it's you know, I, I, I basically they're burner phones. Um, so we've been doing that for a long time, and, and I really wish I'd have found this article uh, two days ago because I made my trip down to Radio Shack. I got a couple of LG phones for like $39 and then with a $35 plan, turned them on and basically going to have them, you know, we're using them for um, CES, talking with vendors and so forth. So they're not burning up our regular cell phones. So there's a new app out there that it's earning millions of dollars. It turns out there's a big market for smarter and more adaptable approach to identify your phone. So it's, it's a basically burner app. Um, it's, uh, this is cool. I, I, I'm trying to think is, is the actual name of the app burner? Um, so back in the spring of 2012, Greg Kahn and his co-founder working on a product that would let each other know when they were available for a phone call. One of the features generated a temporary number that you could share on a social media so anyone could reach you. Uh, they it jokingly called it the burner feature with, for an homage to the thrill of fame made famous by drug dealers on HBO's The Wire. But they quickly realized that this feature was far and oh, it, and most popular of the service they focused on that. They created an app called Burner that allows users to quickly and easily create new numbers, which they can use to send and receive calls and text messages, then destroy them at any time. Very, very cool. They found people are hanging on to those numbers, so they're not just using them and throwing them away. So this is pretty cool. Um, folks on low budgets that need an additional number to give to people, just like I do for CES. I don't want people calling my regular phone number the whole time and driving me crazy. Um, I can also basically make sure that, and this is what Google Voice is also for, but I can also see, yeah, that's coming from that number. It's definitely CES related. I can answer the phone different and so forth. But uh, if you haven't checked Burner out, do that. It's an app that's available both on Android and on iOS. Good article over in New York Times talking about... Uh, some cool stuff they're discovering on planets being born and a cool video. I'll have that link up in the show notes for you to check out. But if you're interested in, in space and how planets are formed and, and what's going on with that, definitely check that out. In Egypt, a team of archaeologists have uh, been evacuating a site that's kind of in a remote area and they have found, they feel uh, as many as a million, um, basically people that have uh, been buried there. Um, most of these folks are mummies. Um, with some sort of embalming going on. And uh, among the million-plus mummies are some unique finds, including a jewelry-adorned uh, jewelry 18-year-old infant, a seven-foot man that was actually folded in half to fit in his grave. Um, so the scientists are like, why are all these people here? And uh, so anyway, there's some science on that. They're pretty, pretty well uh, preserved, to be honest with you. So some of the stuff here, if you're into... The uh, archaeology stuff. This is definitely should be uh, cool. Please, when when after I die, uh, I don't want to be dug up in ten thousand years. So uh, just plow me down, you know, burn me up, plow me down. That way, someone's not going to be, you know, pulling hair out of my dead scalp and you know checking my teeth and you know, come on, you know, let's, let's hopefully we have a digital record. They don't have to dig me up to look me up. <laughs> Isn't that kind of funny? Dig me up to look me up. 
can you imagine that someday they're going to say, I want to find out about my great, 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 great grandfather. Uh, well, let's get a hair sample so that we can cross match him to all the data we have on him on the internet. <laughs> you think I'm crazy? It could happen. Um, if you use Amazon Web Services, they've updated their console to simplify management, which is probably welcome to all those people. That's a little news item. Okay, so CS 2015. Let's talk a little bit about what's going to happen. Um, I should talk about this a little earlier, but uh, I want to talk just a little bit now. So the schedule for the show right now is we're going to have a show on Monday the 22nd. No problem. There'll be no show on Christmas. There'll be a show on uh, Monday the 29th. Uh, it may be audio only because the video gear gets shipped on what video stuff I have here is going to get shipped on the 29th. Um, so maybe audio only on the 29th. But from there on out, there will be no show until we do live in Vegas uh, starting Monday or Tuesday of, of that week. So you're going to have one show on the 22nd, one show on the 29th with CES coverage starting very shortly thereafter. Um, and then I'll be back in the regular swing of things here in Honolulu on, on January 12th. So uh, really two more shows before the end of the year. Christmas and New Year's follows on show days. Not going to do a show. Um, but the CES stuff, and it gives me time to kind of get planned and ready. So, but at CES this year, they've got a whole bunch of stuff. They get what's called Tech West. These used to be the place where Andy and I used to go and really find a lot of interviews. And uh, we've got two teams already planning on spending at least one or two days in there uh, digging around uh, with all those companies that are over there. That's going to be over in Eureka Park and Sands. Uh, we're going to have a studio in uh, North Hall, out uh, basically at the LVCC. But I'm going to put a link in the uh, uh, show notes tonight to kind of give you some a tipper. If you are a listener and you're look, go to the cesweb.org website and you want us to go visit a company at CES, please tell me and I'll do that. But uh, CNET's got some information about how their coverage is going to be. You don't want to watch them. Watch us at uh, tpn.tv during the week or right here at Geek News Central. All right, wristbands, a new company or new guy, a new kid. That makes sense, in it? Um, a young kid developed a wristband that can monitor your sleep habits. And what it does is it's tied to your TiVo. So Ryan Oliver and Jonathan Kingsley, 14 and 15 respectively, teamed up with Virgin in order to sync up a sleep monitor and a TiVo, TiVo box for their ambitious project. So basically, when the person goes to sleep, it stops the TiVo and puts it in record mode. <laughs> uh, kind of a cool idea. So uh, Virgin, they're working on it. I don't know if this is going to be a product that will ever come out, but uh, this is a pretty cool experiment that these kids did, and I could see this making its way into uh, you know, bands that we're all wearing to bed. On the last show, we talked about Skype Translator and how it can do English to Spanish, Spanish to English, and the folks at Ars Technica did a review on that. And uh, they're pretty awestruck by what it's capable of. So I have that link up in the show notes for you to check out. Um, apparently, law enforcement is having a hard time with uh, proof of insurance on phones in some states. Uh, they're saying, no, you got to have a piece of paper. Well, some states you don't. And uh, so there's a little dust up going on over that while police officers are getting educated on that. Also, there's a bunch of routers. As many as 12 million home and business routers are vulnerable to a critical hijacking, uh, uh, a hijacking hack. So here's the thing, if, if the vulnerability resides in what's called the ROM pager software that's embedded into residential gateway devices made by the company known as AllegroSoft. Versions of ROM pager prior to 
4.34 contain a critical bug that allows hackers to send simple HTTP cookie files that corrupt device memory and over, hand over administrative control. So I'll have this up in the, in the link, but the results showed that 12 million unique addresses spending 200 different models, and there's a whole list, this is crazy, contain the bug manufacturer expected link sys, D-Link, NMX, Hawaii, TP-Link, ZTE, and ZyXL. So I've got the full stack here for you in this link. So definitely check and see if your router's on that list. If it is, upgrade or get a new one. Over on Yahoo, there's a good article about rethink. Rethinking before you replace. Um, raw voice is uh, moving. We're moving our uh, office that we're in currently to a bigger office. Uh, it's anticipation of hiring a couple people here. And we're talking about what we need to take the new office. And there's some things we've had in the old office we don't need in the new office. Um, changing the telephone system. Uh, not necessarily needing uh, on-site storage. Uh, a variety of things like that. So there's a good article here that talks about, you know, moving into the modern age and some of the stuff you you may have needed before in an office environment that you don't need now or maybe even in a home environment. So I'll have that link up for you to check out and may give you a little pause to think as you're upgrading stuff uh, throughout the year. Does your kids get a lot of ear infections? Well, you can diagnose your kid's ear infection with your iPhone. Meet Auto. It's a home portable otoscope that attaches your iPhone's camera to send a video of your kid's ear to a licensed physician for a cheaper diagnosis. So the doctor can issue the prescription and basically off you go. So my, you know, I had one child that had a lot of... Uh, ear infections end up getting the tubes put in um, that kind of solved it but uh, you can buy this for home get cost $79 and you pay an additional $49 each time you ask a physician for a medical advice and the first auto connect consult is free with the purchase of auto home while that may seem a bit pricey in most areas $49 cheaper than the price you pay for typical offices for me as a parent now listen listen you guys listen you ladies and and gentlemen who have newborns or small kids, the kids are going to get ear infections, all right? It just happens. And when they do, they're ornery, they're cranky, and sometimes you can't get into the dock. So if you have this on hand and the kids are starting to get ornery, you take a look at the ear. It's, you can go online and see pictures of ears and what the ear infection looks like. It's easy to tell. Once you've seen it once, you can almost you know, be the doctor. But you'll be able to send those pictures to the doc. They'll get you the prescription. Is it worth it, $49, not to go to the doctor's office? Yes, it is. You may have insurance, but it's worth the 49 bucks not to go to the doc. So buy the $79 device, have it on hand, and you're good to go. This, I think this would be a great device to have as a sponsor on this show. I could sell a lot of these things. All right, this next thing you guys are going to see is awe-inspiring. You have to see this article. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. And I, I'm going to tell you, the bionic man is coming. A double amputee controls two robotic arms with his mind. It's a Dar DARPA-funded, and i got to love DARPA, you know, they do some cool stuff, but it's a DARPA-funded robotic limb controlled by thoughts alone, and it's two. A Colorado man had two bionic arms attached from his shoulder level, 
He got them this summer, 40 years after losing both arms as part of a revolution prosthetics program, as part of an accident, but he got it as part of a revolution prosthetic program test run at John Hopkins. Gotta love these guys too, applied physics lab. That's, those guys there, big brains too. The prosthetic researchers have been developing these modular prosthetic limbs over the past decade. They say they're probably 10 years away from really getting this thing right, but he was able to move, rotate the arm. We see the video. It will make a grown man have a tear come to his eye. Just you, I'm telling you, this is life changing. We had the implant for the cochlear implant for the people that were deaf. We've got stuff going on in the vision space. We've got a way for a W amputee to have some control of limbs. We're a ways away from production, but I'm here to tell you there are great things coming. And with the ability to do all the stuff that they've been doing, it ain't going to be long. We're going to order. Hey, I need a kidney. Hey, I need a liver. Well, we'll print that up for you, Mr. Cochran. We'll have that ready to implant in you in three days. We're going to get to that point where we're going to be able to replace parts. You know what happens soon for folks that are diabetes patients? Are they, you know, are they going to be able to figure out how to, you know, uh, deal with the, you know, the insulin, insulin is created by the thyroid. I'm sorry, I'm not a doctor, but you know, where are we going to get? Are we going to get to that point? I think so. It's exciting, exciting. Those of you that are young in your twenties, that are listening to the show, and I know there's not many of you. This is crazy stuff. I'm 50. I'm not going to see some of it, but you will. I, I, I'm just, I, I, the future for mankind is uh, it's going to be amazing. It really, really is. All right. Amazon now offers one-hour delivery in New York City. So uh, get your one-hour delivery by that messenger. Prime now. So it's it's uh, basically for eight bucks. You have it delivered in an hour. Also, did you know that uh, takeout is huge in New York City? That they're saying that the, the folks, some folks using some apps to deliver or takeout being delivered to their house or their work are spending as much as $900 a month for takeout. I'm like, wow, that's not even their whole grocery bill. That's just takeout. I think it's cool, but wow, my grocery bill is not that high. And I have two teenagers that eat like horses, you know. Apple's got a real problem on their hand. Hacking your iCloud files just got easier, even with two-step enabled. An update to Elcom Soft's Phone Breaker software now makes it easier for bad guys to bypass Apple's vaunted new two-factor authentication to steal your iCloud stuff. I'm just going to stop. I'm not even going to go in deeper. Apple has a real problem here. They're going to have to figure this out. And uh, this is bad. It really, really is. And it lowers my trust with iCloud. In a, in a big, big way. So uh, anyway, that link will be uh, in the show notes for you to read the whole article. So a little bit more on the Sony stuff. Uh, they did examination of the code. And they say it's really sloppy. And uh, if the Chinese, if the, I mean, the Korean, North Koreans actually did it. They said they're some of the worst programmers they've seen. So there is some suspicion that uh, even though they know malware got into the Sony system, the amount of data they got, they felt someone probably brought a hard drive in and plugged it in 
and they pushed two, but uh, uh, they haven't been able to prove that yet. But uh, this article really doesn't give uh, the, the folks in North Korea too many kudos, and they think it probably was the Chinese actually did it instead. But uh, anyway, that's another whole story for you guys to review. Hey, budding chef, take note, Amazon's having an all-clad sale. I guess these are like the pans to have. So if you're an all-clad fan, you can save, uh, how much is it uh, off? Uh, the 41106 stainless steel tri-ply bonded dishwasher safe fire pants for $74. Uh, a 12-inch for $89. A 1.5 quart for $67. Uh, stainless steel three-ply bonded dishwasher safe saucepan, $104. So if this is your cup of tea, all clad. Anybody got these dishes? I'm not really familiar with them, to be honest with you. We already shared a little bit that an Uber driver is charged with raping a woman seeking a ride. So a Boston man who works for Uber was charged with taking a woman to a secluded area and assaulting her. As question about the company's driver screening process begins, uh, there's more issues here. So this guy was 46 years old and uh, 7.30 at night. And, uh, you know, he hurt this woman. So I don't know what this guy's prior history is. And, uh, boy, oh boy, it's, uh, it's not good. Anyway, link will be up in the show notes on that. If you're going to build a, uh, hideaway cabin in the mountains, would you like to make it look like a rock? Well, in the Alps, there's a fake boulder. It's actually a tiny cabin. And I think this is brilliant what this guy did. And, uh, just looking at it, it kind of looks like a, little off-colored rock, but it's not so different that you, at a distance, would take a look. Uh, what's going on here, Gizmodo? Let me refresh the page. Go. Oh, that's so stupid. All right, so let me bring this up. Um, but anyway, it's a fake boulder. Inside it is an actual cabin. <laughs> so kind of cool place to hang out. Um, don't know how functional it is, but uh, that's what they can do. Comcast has launched 4K streaming for those with specific Samsung UHD TVs. So if you own a 4K television, but it's from a manufacturer other than Samsung, you're out of luck. But it's available for the 2014 Samsung UHD TVs. Um, they're going to have uh, uh, available a few channels. So anyway, link will be up in the show notes on that. Line has purchased Mixed Radio from Microsoft. So if you're a Line user, my wife uses Line. Uh, going to be able to listen to some tunes on it, I guess. I don't fully understand that purchase, but uh, that's something they picked up. If you are looking to uh, back up and purge your Gmail, there's a way to do that every 30 days. The folks at Lifehacker have given us some gouge on how to set that up, back up and purge, so that you don't have a lot of data sitting out there with, uh, with the good friends at, at Google. Uh, what's this next one? Uh, am I going to have to come back to that? Oh. Big article on Apple failing to protect Chinese factory workers. Boy, oh boy. Uh, it's not good. Another report, undercover report that basically uh, is doesn't bode well for child labor. Um, it's not good uh, what's going on here. So um, talks about exhausted workers, 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, our iPhone devices that we're getting is basically being done by slave labor folks. Just, you know, think about that a little bit. I, I, you know, I thought they had that 
the situation under control with the labor rules, but it's obvious it's not. All right, another thing is any of you live in New York City, there's a cool project going on underneath the city. Some tunnels are being made, but I want to show you some of these images. And if you're listening, some of these are like huge caverns. I mean, in, I mean, incredibly how big they are. Shows building a platform, the walls, double tunnels. I mean, it's just like, wow. I mean, really, wow. And uh, when you see this, you're going to be amazed at how, they, how they've done this. Uh, but link will be up in the show notes. It's, uh, it's amazing that we don't kill people in these types of things. I, I, I'm just amazed at what we can do today underground. Uh, one thing's for sure. You know, in the Matrix, <laughs> uh, we went underground in the Matrix. Well, you know, <laughs> I guess we'll be able to do that in the future if we have to. <laughs> hey, WordPress 4.1 has arrived with new default theme, distraction-free writing mode, buying embeds, and more. I updated Geekman Center already running on 4.1. Please do so if you have a WordPress site. Update to 4.1. And uh, what else here? Um, an iPad app that can land your plane if the engine quits. Jack, this is kind of cool. When do you see this? Tell me what you think. If your engine quits a small plane, it's not the end of the world. Just glide to the nearest airport and make a dead sick landing. Simple? Well, maybe not. Sure, if the pilot makes perfect lightning quick decisions, since we're only human, there's now an iPad app called Exavion. They connect with a small plane's autopilot and find the nearest airport and, if possible, fly you to a runway threshold by itself. It can even tell if you can't make it so that you can find a nearby farmer's field instead. According to popular science, auto, the autopilot update will arrive in a few weeks for the app, which currently offers manual pilot assistance in an emergency. So Zion keeps track of the airports near your flight path as you go, along with airplane flight data, the weather, and even cabin pressurization. So uh, this is to help pilots in, in emergencies. And uh won't be too long that FedEx planes will be flying across the United States with nary a pilot or crew in them. Think I'm lying? It'll happen at some point. Google has launched something called Store Visits. Now listen to this. It's metrics in AdWords to help prove online to offline impact. So basically, I tell you to go out in a, an, on my website, you go buy something from B&H. I tell you to go buy X. And instead, you go to a store and buy it. They want to prove that my site influenced you to go somewhere else to buy the same exact product. Uh, it doesn't help if B&H paid for the advertising, but it would help if, you know, Macy's did or somebody like that. So Google's been working on a solution that clicks the search ads back to in-store traffic, and they're using something called Estimated Total Conversion to AdWords. Today, the company announced its initial rollout of store visits metrics in Estimated Total Conversions. How they're going to do this is probably tr track our phones, I'm sure. So, uh, wow. And advertisers are going to go crazy over this. And once again, our privacy is being invaded. Also, there's a good article how Microsoft redesigned the Surface Pro for the NFL. Talks about the process, talk about the case, and everything that they've done there. For an informational article, there's one for you. And the final article tonight is talking about a security violation, a security issue. If you are using an application called Git, um, if you're using Git, and it'll be the geeks that mostly will know what Git is, uh, be aware there's a pretty bad bug in it. And I'll have that link up in the show notes. I'm going to double check here real quick and make sure that there are no, I think there's a few more emails that come in. So let me blow this up. And what are we doing for time? Oh, we're not bad. Uh, today is December 
15th. The last show, of course, was Monday the 15th. So I have any emails after that. Oh, that shouldn't be in that folder. So let me copy you up here. Okay, Sam. Yeah, congratulations, Sam. Yes, and you are so, I'm so happy to be, have you be part of the Warriors Council. And uh, he says, I'm totally honored. And this was completely unexpected. I'm so stoked. And he made a bunch of posts about it. Thanks for Sam for doing that. Honestly, I love it engraved with whatever you want to see on it. I know that it'll cost you some dollars. Actually, it won't. The engraving's free. Um, but, well, you know, what would, Sam, <laughs> I hate to ask you this, but I wonder if we could come up with a GNC logo to put on it. Some, And I don't know what kind of rendering they will need. It's only going to cost me like 15 bucks to register the, logo but if we if we could come up with some sort of rendered version of the geek new central logo you could have that on there and we could put some text on how does that sound i'm not a graphics dude uh, maybe someone in ohana can help us besides you i hate to make you do the work but if you'd like that on there send that send something over you think would be cool and i'll 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 just take it and have them do it all right so uh thanks for uh the feedback on that i got an email from uh uh, from from uh, from Ross, he says, "Hey, Todd, I'm in St. John's, Newfoundland, which is an island in the Atlantic Ocean, and I'm still serving with the Canadian military. 26 years so far. I enjoy the audio podcast. I've been listening now since around 2008. I put the earbuds in and walk around to work about a five kilometer trek. Keep up the great work and don't change a thing about the podcast. I listen to a ton of podcasts every week, and what I like about yours, it isn't heavily dosed in advertisements. You don't advertise about mattresses, money loans." Actually, that mattress advertiser, uh, Ross, is they're doing good. And those guys that are running those ads, I definitely appreciate. We're running some mattress campaigns on some other shows. So they're not here uh, on this show, and I won't talk about them. But it, don't worry. those We need those types of advertisers to keep revenue coming in, okay? You don't advertise about mattresses, money loans, or shoes. Um, I'm not a GoDaddy subscriber. Why not? But I do not fast forward the ads as you don't go on a, on for about four, five minutes about them. I actually go on probably about three. <laughs> so thanks, Ross. And I got an email from uh, MS Small Biz. He says, uh, not too much on technology side, but very cool to history buffs. A cemetery from the time of the Roman Empire has been found in Egypt, which may have a million graves and mummies. Some of the key elements I took from the report is there are no ancient settlement that would have supported such a population. And who these were redheads and blonde on who were these redheads and blondes who lived and died. And so basically there was they found some redheads and blondes um, in these uh, in these graves. And also I got an email from Dale. Dale doesn't want anything on his, so I think that's cool. I'll send yours, Dale. Uh, if you haven't sent me your address already, please do, or maybe um, Sam has has it, but we'll send yours plain and then we'll have uh, uh, Sam's engraved. So what I'm gonna do. Dale, because you don't want yours engraved, I'm going to send you the one that has some multicolors on it. That's going to be a better one to um, not engrave because Sam, because Sam wants his. I'm going to give him the one that's a little more flatter um, in the design, and that, that will work. So um, thanks, everybody. It's been a fun show, and we're back here uh, on Monday uh, for another show. Of course, Saturday, I'm going to have Angelo on the new media show to talk about PowerPress 6. So I hope that you'll join us then. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I know we got some people live. I'm looking at the live numbers. Not bad. And you guys didn't join me in the chat room. That's cool. But don't forget, 8 p.m. 8 Hawaiian Standard Time. Every Monday, Thursday, we are live here at Geek News Central. 
And again, if you want to come out in Vegas, I'm paying the hotel and a food per diem. Uh, I'll provide transpo. And uh, all you got to do is get yourself to Vegas. If you want to come out and help be part of the CS team, I'll get you an exhibitor badge. Uh, let me know. And soon, 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 so I can get a hotel reservation for you. We stay downtown uh, at the plaza. It's nice room. Best kept secret in Vegas. It's not on the strip. So it's a little more fun to kind of, you know, just walk out of your hotel room and have, you know, six or seven casinos and walk down Fremont Street. But if you want to come out and hang out with us for the week and be a, one of our support staff, um, doors open. And I'm willing to basically hook you up. All you got to do is get yourself to Vegas. That's the key. All right. Okay. That's it for tonight. Geeknews at gmail.com. And uh, we thank all of you. Please, if you are entertained tonight, if you got something out of the show, um, consider becoming an insider. Two, five, ten, fifteen, or twenty-five dollars a month. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Bree, thank you for your one-time contribution as well. Uh, I didn't reply to your email, but uh, thanks for that. I definitely appreciate it. But everyone, um, that's it. We'll be out of here. We'll see you on Monday. Everyone, take care. Get your Christmas shopping done. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Until next time. Aloha.